Hey, hello, Rob. This is Joseph. I don't know if you remember me. We used to do a podcast together. <laughs> used to. We still do, man. It's just a break. It was just a little. Well, it was a, it was a large break, wasn't it? I think. I think since I think since we started the, the uh, doing this, this is the longest we've gone yes. without getting together and talking. Yeah, it's so, been it's been you, really weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been enjoying your time off? Um. I have. Uh, I have also found that uh, too much time off gives you a lot of space to fill it with stressful garbage. I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's I've I've had, you know, a really great uh, let's call it holiday break. Um, yeah. And, and and, you know, again, kind of been sitting on my hands and, and when you get to that point and you're like, okay, now what do I do? Uh, at least in my case, you start to get in trouble. So I'm yeah, glad yeah. I'm glad we're recording tonight. <laughs> cool. Well, I, I'd like to um, uh, kick this episode off with a new segment. I'm yeah. springing this on you. Okay. Um, a a new um, segment to the show called um, Lessons We Can Learn from the Scorpions. Are you ready for this? <laughs> yeah, hit me. <laughs> so Scorpions, of course, being the uh, German hard rock heavy metal band yeah, yeah, popular yeah. in the 70s and 80s. Um, and so this, the first segment, the um, first segment in a probable one-part um, series <laughs> is called um, Don't Make No Promises Your Body Can't Keep. Ooh, yeah. I think you know where where I'm going with this yeah. one, right? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, we, we promised everyone up and down that we would release an episode every month, and um, lo and behold, January came and went without an episode... Um, to be found anywhere. Yeah, yeah. We we came so close. We were yeah. like the last couple of days we we were gonna get together to to record an episode, just kind of announce the the dates for season three, which we'll get to in a second. Um, and then like at the very last minute, rear real life reared its ugly head and we That's had to cancel. It would have been lame anyways. It would have yeah. been like ten minutes of us just Blah 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 blah. Yeah. So, well, I guess the lesson is, is that we are uh, flawed beings, and sometimes these things happen. <laughs> but but we're gonna stop making those promises, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, part part of it was that, um, you know, at the end of season two, I knew we had to take some time off, but I thought uh -huh. I just needed a time off from like the work. But really, it was I needed as much a time off from just thinking about it. Yeah. So yeah, you know the whole planning what we were gonna do for bonus episodes. I just I got out of the habit of doing it, and yeah. um, so it just didn't happen. But um, we are back in the swing of it, which I guess uh, leads us into our ne next subject, which is uh, season three. Yeah. So we we have made some decisions about season three, huh? We have. Well, I'm I'm first of all, I just want to say I am right now excited about season three. I'm uh, I'm stoked and I'm kind of wanting yeah. to get into it. Yeah, yeah. 
So we know that season three is going to start uh, next month. So that's March. Yeah. Um, sometime in the second half of the month. So there will only be one episode released um, next month, and that will be our first rundown episode of 1979, where we will cover January and February of 1979. Yeah, I I am just kind of blown away by the volume, the sheer volume of albums that are coming in 1979. Yeah, so I think uh, in 1977, I think we covered... 40 albums and 1978 it was a little over 70 Mm -hmm. this year for 1979 (laughs) we have to cover right now we have a list of 101 albums and that's probably gonna grow (laughs) oh it's definitely gonna grow because our um our listeners in an effort to help us uh to be the best little podcast we can be um have been submitting suggestions for other bands that we should include and we always appreciate that so yes so what that means is that um there are actually a couple of months in 1979 where we have more albums released in a month than we can fit into one episode so no kidding (laughs) so typically in in a month we will do a rundown episode and then a deep dive episode, but there are a couple of months where we won't be doing a deep dive episode and both episodes would, will be dedicated just to covering all of the albums that were released in that month. It's it's going to be fun. I mean, it, it sounds like we're kicking it into super high gear, but uh, it, I think it's not going to necessarily, it's not going to feel much different because we, we're doing it anyway, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's not like we're going to be jamming more albums into one episode so we spend less time talking about the individuals it's just we will some uh, there's just going to be less deep dives uh in season three than there have been in the past which i have mixed feelings about but you know you got to do what you got to (laughs) do i i'm kind of excited about that idea actually Mm, mm -hmm. well um i'm excited about uh, the first episode of uh, season three. So that's January, February. Have you uh, got a chance to listen to any of the albums yet? Um, I have. I have. Well, let me think about that. Uh, I have listened to uh, some of one of my favorite bands, uh, Generation X, and I, they're mm-hmm. going to be in that in that mm-hmm. playlist. Um, I I kind of listened to some split ends. Uh, which I'm also kind of looking forward to, but not much more than that, actually. I don't think anything mm-hmm. more than that. Yeah, so I have listened to all of the albums a couple of times, and man, uh, some great surprises. A couple of albums I'd never heard before that I kind of love. Oh, I mean, yeah. there, there are, there is one album. I don't particularly care for, and I think you could probably guess off the top of your head <laughs> what that is. But, <laughs> but all the rest of them are are absolute joys to listen to. So I am I am revved and ready to go. Yeah, I I don't want to say what that album is just because I don't want to sway anybody. But I I you're right. I think I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. There's always got to be one clunker. (laughs) Um, So, and we will, for anyone who's interested, because I know we have um, uh, several listeners who have reached out to us that like to know what albums are coming up so that they can listen ahead and kind of, you know, play along as we go through the episode and be fully familiar with what we're talking about. Um, So at the very end of this episode, after we do the fade out, we'll come back for anyone who's interested and um, just list those albums. So you can start listening ahead if you want. So season three, hooray. 1979 is going to be so much fun. Uh, I've got, I've got chills. I mean, there's, we were talking about this earlier, how um, there's just so much in this season, so much that, that, I mean, we called them obvious choices, but there are so many hits that came out in mm-hmm. 1979 and mm-hmm. so many bands that people still love and still listen to. And several of those are staples to me. You know, I, I it's just good stuff, good stuff all around. As I've been preparing for this season, I'm starting to go and, and get the information as f- for the months as far as like p- number one songs here in the United States and movies and all of that. And uh, so I know for a fact that 1979 sees the first number one hit in the United States um, for a, a new wave song. Oh. So... Um, I was surprised because Blondie, um, Parallel Lines, released in 1978, was so big, but there there wasn't actually a number one hit off of that album. Right. Um, so the very first new wave number one single in the United States happens in 1979. There's actually a couple of them. Um, mm. So that's that's really, of course, I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah. But Oh, yeah. Um, now now I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one of them that kind of dominates the last couple of months of 1978, which I think will be uh, a surprise okay. to you. I, cool. I was certainly surprised um, that it was number one and that it was number one for so long. Yeah. Um, so, 1979, uh, so many great new bands debuting. Um, we thought it might be fun if each one of us, um, picked uh, a cut from a debuting, uh, band in 1979 that we were familiar with, um, you know, when we were younger, but was kind of more obscure. So we're going to do a couple little teasers. Um, do you want to talk about your teaser? So you're not going to say the name of the song or the uh-huh. name of the band or the name of the album. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But just, just uh, you know, uh, um, what do you want to say about well, the song that you picked? Um, I will say that this song, um, this was the first time I ever heard hardcore punk Mm, mm -hmm. and and as soon as i heard it i i was all in man i mean it was it was really cool and now this this particular i say this particular song i love this song a lot but this particular album was something that i carried into into high school with me uh as far as continuing to listen to it you know this is it's Mm -hmm. just something that stuck with me so i don't want to give too much away no spoilers 
you know, here's here's a little bit of a hint. Um, I noticed that both of our picks are. Um, I've used this phrase before: California famous. Yeah. So as you know, as I was growing up, there were bands that I thought, oh, everybody knew because everybody that I knew personally were familiar with them. But then as an adult, I realized, oh, that's just people in California, you know? Uh, So it's like, I think you're right. (laughs) It it didn't, it didn't occur to me that there would be a, a punk fan out there that wasn't like intimately familiar with the dead Kennedys, for instance, or like Oingo Boingo for that matter, you know, until dead man's party and weird science, you know, I, everyone that I knew in California was very familiar with Oingo Boingo, but I don't think really many other people were outside of California until, you know, until dead man's party came out. Mm -hmm. Um, So your pick, which we're going to listen to right now, is from a California famous band. Even listening to it right now, I I get jazzed. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, the whole the whole album, I get jazzed listening to the entire album. But again, this is the the first hardcore punk band that I ever heard, and uh, you know, it's it's. It's like your first kiss, man. You never forget it, right? <laughs> mm. Well, you know, I I had never heard this song. And although I've known the name of this band for a long time, I'm not certain I've ever actually heard them before. They oh. were more just like a band that was referenced uh-huh. more so than a band that like my circle of friends ever actually listened to. Well, they, they went through some changes over the years. So you may have heard them and not, not known it. Yeah. Well, my pick is um, a band, a California famous band, for sure. Um, and I had, as a as a teenager, as a young teenager, I had all of their albums. There were only a couple. Um, uh-huh. And I loved them, and I still kind of love them. But I will also say that while, even though I love them, they're also kind of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> but in the very best way. That's you know, some, you know, sometimes it's that bullshit that endears one to Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> there there's nothing right about this band and so many things that are wrong about them. <laughs> but still it's just I mean, I, my suspicion is if I'd heard them for the first time now, I would have given them a hard pass, but when I discovered them, I was exactly oh, the yeah. right age. She just like yeah. think it was the coolest thing ever. So, sometimes that's why we love things. We just happen to be mm. in the in that spot at that time. And, yeah, yeah. And you know, twenty years later, you're not ever in that spot again, but that sticks with you. And I guess that's yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. So this is a. Um, 
one of the goofiest songs from a very goofy band um, <laughs> that I adored um, way back in the day. If you recognize both of those bands, chances are you grew up in California in the <laughs> 70s and 80s. Yeah. yeah. And if you didn't and you recognize them, then you are hardcore, my friend, and hats off to you. So just a little taste of what um, 1979 has in store. Oh, yeah. As you can hear, so excited about yeah. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's... And there's more of this. I mean, there's just so much more of this. I'm stoked. Yeah, yeah. Well, before we move to another subject, is there any any last thoughts about... Oh, we will be, um, towards the end of this episode, both Rob and I will uh, list our predictions for what the top 10 of 1979 oh, yeah. will be. So if you're curious about that, you can stick around. We're kind of sticking it... Um, well, no, we'll, we'll get to it about midway in the show. I, I, I have this crazy idea that like some people don't want spoilers about what's coming up, but uh -huh. I don't, I've never actually talked to anyone who's like, Oh, I don't want to know what was released <laughs> in 1979 in yeah. October of 1979, but it's, it's possible that there's, yeah. there's people out I there. I will say that sometimes I get like that. But the truth of it is, is, I have to listen to these songs ahead of time anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. I did want to bring something up. Since we're going into 1979, um, I did want to just mention that one of, one of the things that I'm stoked about are a couple of a couple of songs. I mean, there's a couple albums coming out that I really dig. Um, and there are a couple songs that I have, like, just a, a big love on for, you know. Um, mm-hmm. One of those albums is Devo's Duty Now for the Future. And mm -hmm. this, I started really digging on Devo. I mean, I like the, that, the last album, but this album I, I like a lot more. One of the songs that really clicked for me when I was a kid clicked for me before Devo even did it. So I know that you're not big on cover, cover songs, but this is, <laughs> this is a cover song. Um, when I was a little kid, I was really big on the Johnny Rivers song, Secret Agent Man. And mm -hmm. and I thought it was cool because it reminded me of Spies and James Bond and stuff like that. Um, well, in 1979, it came out on Devo's album. And it is like the furthest away from a cover that, that you'll ever get. Um, it's got... It's got like some really, really cool electronics in there. Really cool electronic sounds. Um, there's rewrites in the lyrics, um, but I just even listening to it earlier this morning, I, I just kept I got chills. 
Um, there's, it's so different than the original song, and I, I really like it. Okay, so. well, let's, uh, let's listen to that then. Another oh, okay. little bonus teaser. Okay, cool. like this and you know i've been thinking a lot about because as i've been preparing for season three i've been going back and kind of listening uh to some some old episodes and just kind of getting myself in the mood and all that Mm -hmm. i get i get razzed a lot for like (laughs) not liking covers Mm -hmm. and i i realize that um I was in the past I haven't been sort of very articulate about exactly my what my reluctance is. So it my, my reluctance is on two different levels. So uh-huh. so one level which is just um a lot of covers just aren't very good. I think right, I've right. been pretty vocal about. But there's another level that I didn't really clearly identify until recently which is is has nothing to do with my personal tastes about covers, but has to do with the idea of cover songs being featured on this podcast and okay. specifically in the rundown episode. So of course the rundown episodes are the episodes where we talk about all of the albums that were released in a particular mm-hmm. time frame, like usually a month. And, um, you know, so it's like we feature one or two songs off of the album and so my reluctance in that case for using um, uh, for picking a cover song is twofold. One one is that if you're if you just have like one or two songs to represent the album, usually the cover song is is typically like the least representative about as far as what the whole album is like. Yeah, that's true. So it can be a little misleading. So I don't feel like it's it's the best pick to to give the a listener who's not familiar with that band or with that album um you know a good a good clue as to what that whole album is about. Right. right. And then the other part is if I were in a band, you know, if if I had been in a punker new wave band in in the late seventies, early eighties, and then I just, as an old geezer, I happened to stumble across our podcasts and went, hmm, I'm going to listen to the episode where they talk about my album, and <laughs> we get to it and say, and say, here's a song from it. And then we play the one cover song. Yeah, I, I, that it, sound that feels like a slap in the face. It, it that does. feels like yeah. it, it feels like we're saying, "Hey, dude, I think your stuff is crap." So I'm gonna pick like the song that I like because it doesn't really have anything yeah. to do with you. You didn't write it. The, the best song on the album is what, yeah. not yours. That's yeah. right. <laughs> 
That's right. Yeah. And so I, I, I never really f- fully identified my unease with that until recently. And I realized, well, that's it. It just feels disrespectful to the artist when we're talking just one or two songs uh, to represent an album if we pick a cover song. Very good. So, okay. So that's that's where I'm at. I, well, well, then ho- I'm hopefully stop. this is the last time that I get into my reluctance for I'm, I'm, for cover songs. I, I'm gonna stop razzing you. I, <laughs> you know, now I mean I don't feel bad for razzing you, but I will say that now I feel like I have no point, no reason to razz you. And it's, it's don't feel bad for razzing me because then I'll have to start feeling bad about razzing you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so there is okay. another there is another album um, mm-hmm. that I really like coming up in 79 and that is fear of music by the talking heads um yeah it's amazing amazing um yeah this this whole cd is a staple in my car like it lives in my car yep. and i play this album all the time while i'm driving and there's one song that i always get hung up on that i will listen to twice in a row and that's the song heaven I don't remember, you know, I don't know, I was too young to remember how big the song was. I don't really remember if it was, how, how, how important, well, I know it's an important song, but I don't know how popular it was back in the day. Uh, oh, I don't, I don't think it was popular at all. Yeah, it didn't yeah. get radio play or anything yeah, at the time, it, as far as I know. It is an amazing song, and and I go back and I'll play it a couple times. Now, this song has been covered by other people. Oh yeah, but yeah. there's nothing better than the original by the Talking Heads. Well, and uh, I will say this: "Heaven" is an amazing song. In among an album worth of, of amazing songs, of amazing songs. Uh, I, I, it's th- yeah. This album is. I can't wait till we get to it. It is yep. um, one of the greatest new wave albums of all time. Yep. Here, here. Dude, and like B-52s, The Cure, I mean, it's just, it's all happening in 79. So in case you guys haven't figured out, we're really excited about uh, covering (laughs) 1979. Yep. Okay. Can we move on now? Let's move on now, yeah. Hey, I want to play a song for you. Um, it is a song called The Boy Named If off of an album titled The Boy Named If okay. um, by uh, an artist you may have heard of called Elvis Costello. I'm a looking- 
That is really a cool song. I wasn't expecting that. You know, it's it's what's interesting is is it feels almost industrial. <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot of bass in there and there's a lot of like I don't know metal sounding. You know, it's just it, yeah. it's really cool, cool tune. Right. Well, the reason why I wanted to talk about it was um, not because Elvis Costello has a new album out because there's nothing extraordinary about that. It feels like he puts out an a new album every couple of months. Yeah. <laughs> that guy yeah, is so yeah. prolific. But but here when I went and I listened to this song and I, I've 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 thought this from time to time over the years. But you know when you look at Elvis Costello, he is he's so prolific. Uh-huh. But but the thing is that if you if you look at Elvis Costello compared to his peers, so these are post-punk new wave artists um you know from the late 70s early 80s kind of the pioneers of that first wave um that are currently still releasing music yeah he of all of them to me he is the one who just sounds the happiest to be here you know he's really enjoying the ride isn't he and he is so invested in what he's doing i mean he is uh, so when you listen to this song and you listen to his performance and the arrangement, uh-huh. the really unique sound that he gets in this song, um, this is not a guy who's going through the motions. Right. I mean, he's he is still so invested. He is still exploring new ways to do it now. You know, after all these years, his songwriting style is very familiar, but I really appreciate uh-huh. it seems like he's still really energetic about figuring out new ways to, you know, arrange the food on the plate. Yeah. Well, I was just I was just going to say that there is definitely a lot of energy in this song. And, and you know, you're talking about the arrangement and it's it's really it feels Really, it feels choreographed, you know. I mean, it really feels like I don't know, like a dance or something. Everything's mm. moving together. Everything's working, you know, kind of hand in hand with the next thing. It's 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 pretty cool. Yeah. And and here it is. Here it is, twenty twenty two, and he hasn't slowed down. And the thing is, like with so many of his peers that are still putting out music, I feel like when when I listen to something new by them, I'm not gonna name any names because i'm not a jerk but um you know there there are certain artists where i check it out and and go okay this this person is never going to surprise me again 
Mm. You know, I I know exactly what it's going to sound like. You know, it's just he's doing the same tricks over and over again. And a lot, you know, a fair amount of new stuff from Elvis Costello sounds very, very familiar. But um, but I am continually surprised by certain songs when they come out by Elvis Costello where I go, oh, you know, I have to do a little mental double double take. I just really appreciate it. Now, this isn't going to just talking about this album in particular. Um, I think that this title cut, um, The Boy Named If, is the high point of the album, but the Uh rest of it is pretty good for those out there who are, are... pretty complete Elvis Costello fans. I would say there are a lot of moments on here that remind me of Painted from Memory, the collaboration that he did with Burt Bacharach, which Uh you either love or you hate. But mostly it reminds me of the album Spike. So if you really like Spike, I think um, you'll, you'll be pretty happy if you check out this new album by Elvis Costello. Cool, man. Thanks for sharing. That was great. Yeah, yeah. So, Rob, as you know, we have, um, uh, uh, from time to time, we hear from our listeners who help us out with ideas of bands that um, are not on our current roster Uh that we'll cover um, that maybe we should reconsider. And we always appreciate that. And some of them we incorporate and some of we, some of them we don't. Um, Recently we got um, a really interesting suggestion. Um, uh, Somebody suggested that we reconsider putting Peter Hamill on, um, onto our list. Okay. Are, is is this an artist that you're familiar with? Not not at all. Um, you know, okay. it's, maybe it's just I'm not catching the name, and maybe I've heard the music. I'll have to see. But yeah, it I doesn't don't sound familiar. Yeah, I, I he's never. I mean, as far as I know, he's never gotten any serious radio play here in the United States. Uh-huh. He's he's more of an underground artist now. Well, okay, underground isn't quite the right word, but he's he's not. In the states, he's he's hasn't made the charts as far as I know ever. I see. All right, so you ready to talk um, predictions for nineteen seventy nine? Yeah, it's that time, isn't it? It's gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. I've been yeah, looking yeah. forward to this for you. So I I actually came up with my list a couple of months ago. Um, <laughs> you know, before I fall. started listening to any of the stuff um yeah. in preparation for uh the season and so this is we are predicting not what's going to be on our own personal top tens or what we think should be in the top 10 but what we think will be the actual top 10 list right yeah, yeah absolutely um and, and and again i i look at my list and i'm like i don't know that i would have Put that there myself. Yep. But yeah. Yep. 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 So anyway. And remember, the stakes are incredibly high because the one who gets the closest gets to pick all of the songs in the in the final episode of this season when we reveal the top ten. So Ooh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I I hope that you have chosen wisely, my friend. Um. 
Well, I think I mentioned to you earlier that uh, my choices are going to seem obvious, but that's because yeah. there's just so much out there that is amazing, and people are. We know that everybody loves these bands. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, or should I? Um, well, let's let's just let's go. You know, back and forth, back so and I forth. can start with my number ten. Okay. Um, yeah. And I can pretty much guarantee you this is going to be higher on my list, but you never know. But that's yeah. my prediction. Um, I I think that um, Candio by the Cars is going to come in at number 10 because it's the Cars. I know that this is an album that gets overlooked a lot, but it's the Cars and it's an awesome album. All right. Um, yeah. Wow. That is a good one. I'm I, as I'm listening to you talk about your list. I'm gonna think, holy crap! I should have picked that one. Um, <laughs> but so my number ten is I'm looking at something that um, is kind of new. You know, it's 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 kind of it's kind of a newer sound. It's kind of a although Candio, wow, amazing album. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick stick with that one for a while. But but. I, I chose something different, and again, it's something that I remember a lot of people being into when I was young. So my number 10 is Adam and the Ants, uh, Dirk Wears White Socks. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I I think you're wrong. Yeah, sure, sure. What, what do I know? Okay, my number nine is um, actually my probably my all time favorite Elvis Costello um, album, which is Armed Forces. Uh -huh. um, I love this album, but it's it's a modest little album, so I think it's pretty easy to overlook. I think it's the I think it's the Candio of Elvis Costello albums. Yeah. Um, okay. Well. I'm looking at my number nine being the specials by the specials. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, um, uh, it's an amazing band, an amazing album in my mind. Uh, yeah. I am a little, I am a little, um, oh, you know, I said I'm not picking my, what I think my 10 might be, but yeah. I really do think that they're in the top 10 for a lot of people. So. Yeah. 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 Well, my number eight is um, uh, in this slot because um, their previous album did surprisingly well in for the 1978 list, and that is um, the Jam Setting Suns. Seriously? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, if, if, um, if the Jam's previous album did as well as it did i i think that setting suns is much better yeah uh so i'm yeah i'm thinking yeah. number eight even though it the, the jam is uh a largely ignored band here in the united states i think yeah. we there's enough brits um in our uh listenership to uh to to make it hit the top 10 well the last season i really got into the jam um I, I dig them quite a bit, and and that pick right there, your your pick for number eight, was really surprising because my prediction for number eight was the Jam Setting Suns. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Um. So this is a uh, number seven is really hard for me because 
I never, I, I never considered this band um, new wave or post punk at all. But everybody else does, so I just have to accept it. I think that the debut album by The Pretenders is a pretty good album. Oh, yeah. I just, I've, I mean, it wasn't even, even until like a couple of years ago that it even occurred to me that The Pretenders would be considered to be part of the post-punk new wave movement because I've always heard them like on the radio right alongside like, Tom Petty and Bruce Springsteen and that sort of music. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not going to argue with anyone that they are not post-punk or new wave. It's just, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it. So, uh, yeah. so I have to do a readjustment, but I know a lot of people love this album. So I, I think it's going to make an appearance. All right, cool. Um, so my number seven is, um, is the police's Regatta de Blanc. Now, mm. I, 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 I know that the police have to be in the top 10 and I think they were, they placed in the top 10 last year, right? No, no, no. That was our big fail. That was our epic fail in our production, uh, our predictions. Yeah. But, but they, they have to make it in this time around. And, uh, there were just so many that I couldn't put them closer to number one. Um, Mm. you know, so, but I, I really do think that this album's got a good chance to be in the top 10. So we'll, we'll put them at number seven right now. Uh, yeah. You know, after the debacle that was our predictions that it would be number one and it didn't even make the top 10 <laughs> yeah. their, their debut album yeah. i don't think i'm going to touch the police until uh, okay. until their last studio album um yeah. as well, far as I my mean, predictions i'm totally gun shy on that one <laughs> there's some great songs in that album uh, yeah 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 okay okay uh okay so my number six um it, uh I believe should be higher, but I don't think it will be. And that is fear of music by the talking heads. Just one for the ages, but you know, I, I, uh, it's, it seems like it's kind of an overlooked album. So. Um, my number six is going to be, uh, be Devo duty now for the future. We talked a little bit about okay. that earlier. I, I just, I just think it's got a good spot. It's got a good mm. chance to get in there. Yeah, I think you're wrong. I think that if their yeah. first album didn't make it, their second album doesn't stand a chance. Okay, okay. We'll see. see. What happens? Yeah. All right. My number five is "Unknown Pleasures" by Joy Division. Uh-huh. Too many people revere this album for it to not make the top 10 and um i i think it's going to be squarely in the middle well that's that's fantastic uh, you know how i feel about joy division i'd love to see them yep. in the top 10 love to see them in the yep. top 10 um as a matter of fact i also chose joy division i think it's hilarious that our number eight and our number five are the same um, oh so that's your number five as it's well my number five as well yeah oh good yeah mm-hmm. um i've mm-hmm. listened to this album uh couple well I, I guess in the past several months it's been a while now so but it, it's it's a great album and joy division is yep. one of my favorites yeah 
Uh, I think the number fourth album of 1979 is going to be the eponymously titled debut album by the Specials. Uh-huh. I, I I I think it's kind of a singular album. I have mixed feelings about it. Um, I I love it, but um, I have reservations about it now as as um, sort of a, a more mature adult. Uh, but boy, did I love this album when I yeah. was a kid. Oh, oh, so great. It is the energy is just amazing on this album. I'm I'm with you on that uh, as far as it being a great album and I know that I placed it at number nine but again there's just so much going on mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. it was hard to place it at, you know where do we where do you put it um, but yeah it, it is a great album um, I still think it's a great album even though I'm more mature I, although I don't know how much more mature I am than when I was a kid <laughs> so um that was that was number four right uh, we need your number four. You need my number four. So my number four is a band that I have always loved, and that is The Cure with Three Imaginary Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to me, it's again one of those that I I really love, and I have a big feeling that uh, it's going to be in the top ten. I don't feel right putting them close to the ten, and I don't quite feel right putting them close to the one. Um, mm-hmm. So to me, it's kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? My number three Ooh. guess pick is. Did you pick the Cure? I did. I oh, did. Yeah. Three, Fantastic. three imaginary boys. I think that the Cure for 1979 is going to do what Susan the Banshees did yeah. in ni- 1978. I, th- I think that they came in around number three or number four, and yeah. I, I they, personally, this is one of my favorite uh, Cure albums. Yeah. Now, being a Yank, I've always known this album as "Boys Don't Cry." Because that's uh, how it was released yeah. here in the United States. Right. And for the longest time, I thought that there was like a cure because I saw the title and I just thought there was a cure album that I couldn't find. And it 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 wasn't until, you know, the Internet came around that I realized, <laughs> the, oh, yeah. it's Boys Don't Cry. You're talking it's, about Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> different different title. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. It's 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 one of my favorites, too. It's a fun album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool, man. That's great. So my number three is, of course, the B-52s album. The B-52s, as as we always say in my household, the party isn't hasn't started until it's the B-52s playing. And and so, uh, I I I think that they're kind of doing the same thing in 1979, where they're they're catching a lot of people off guard and shaking some people up. So I I think this is definitely in the top ten, and it's really close to the to the number one slot. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess what my number two is? Ooh, seriously, B-52s? That's right. Oh, man. See? Yeah. This is yeah. great. Yeah, I I mean, this is, this is going to be, for my own personal list, this is going to be the album to beat. This is uh-huh. an album for the ages. It is like 50% of my argument about why new wave music is cool. Uh, yeah. Involves the B fifty twos. Yeah, very good. So yeah, yeah. same yeah. here. Yep. Good choice, man. Well, um, my number two. Well, 
Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, my number two is an old, another old favorite of mine, um, and it's The Clash's London Calling. And I have I have a big feeling that I don't know. I th- I think that I have a feeling that you're going to put Clash in there someplace. I it, I don't think you're going to put it in number one. You got to tell me. You got to well, tell me. Number I c- number I can't number one I can't imagine what your number. I can't imagine what your number one is going to be because yeah. it has to be either the B-52s or the Clash, and you've already listed those Pick two. My number right. one, yeah, my number one is the Clash. I can't imagine who you're going to say is number one. I, I oh. think that, you know, um, uh, London Calling is a classic. It is yeah. highly revered. I don't think it's going to be number one on my personal list. Yeah, but, right. Um, Come on, it's London yeah. Calling. So this is so this is really cool. So so my number two was the Clash. Your number one. We've been doing this now for about yep. three slots, three or four slots. It's I, I yep. like the way this is going. Well, let me give you my my number one. Um, mm-hmm. I've already mentioned this album. It's Fear of Music by the Talking Heads. I just okay. think, I yep. think that uh, last year people were really into them. This year it's it's only more so. Um, that I think I think that Fear of Music is really going to grab the number one slot. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it should should be number one. Um, yeah. I think I I think on a couple of these albums I said that it's going to be the album to beat on my top. You know, is my top number one pick, uh-huh. um, which poses me with a problem. Um, I just don't think it's flashy enough for uh, some people. Okay. I, I yeah. think it's it's. A, a Talking Heads album that some people uh, kind of overlook. So yeah, you might you might be um, right right about yeah. that. I mean, I yeah. I've already talked about one of my favorite songs, and it's a sleeper, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. at any yeah. rate, there they are, man. The predictions, predictions. Okay, well we'll just uh, we'll go ahead and squirrel that away for uh, ten months, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then dust it back off right right before the end of the season and and see who who knows what they're talking about. Who's Not the I. hero and who's the zero? <laughs> right? That's right. <laughs> cool. Well, um I guess um let's move on. So we have promised um, from time to time that every once in a while we will um, revisit our um, Desert Island Picks mm-hmm. list and, and listen to a couple of songs off of one of our Desert Island um, albums. So uh, we were going to do that tonight, and I think we sh- still should, but we're going to have to just kind of blaze through this because we're... Yeah. We're running short on time. Um, so real quickly, uh, are you prepared to refresh everybody's memory about what your your Desert Island list is? Yeah. So the list was uh, 20, right? 20 albums that we mm-hmm. would take with us uh, if, if we were going to self-strand or, you know, stand, strand ourselves on a desert island. Mm-hmm. Um on my list was the best of Thompson Twins, greatest mixes, Unplugged by Kiss, Sign of the Times by Prince, The Doors soundtrack, Metallica's Black Album, Hot by Squirrel Nut Zipper, Everyone Deserves Music by Michael Fronte, Nightmare by Avenged Sevenfold, We're a Happy Family by the Ram- Oh, it's a Ramones tribute album, 
Bloodletting by Concrete Blonde, The Love Symbol Album by Prince, Let Love In by Nick Cave, The Best of Ozzy, Pleasure Victim by Berlin, The Crow Soundtrack, Stop Making Sense by The Talking Heads, Oingo Boingo, Boingo, What Hits by The Red Hot Chili Peppers, Harry Connick Jr.'s She, and Black Sheriff 2 by the band Black Sheriff. Yeah, that's right. And just to refresh everybody's memories, we we didn't limit ourselves in any way. So it's not we didn't restrict ourselves to punk or new wave or studio versus live or compilation. Everything was on the table. Um, So uh, here here was my list. Uh, Frank Sinatra's his very best. There were prize years. R.E.M.'s second album, Reckoning, Stevie Wonder's Songs in the Key of Life, David Bowie's The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, Aretha Franklin, The Very Best of the 60s, Of Montreal, uh, an album called Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer, Sly and the Family Stone, The Essential Fly and the Family Stone, Midlake, The Trials of Van Arcupanther, Sade's The Best of Sade, Pure Funk, Volume 1, Lady Sovereign, Public Warning, Bob Marley, the compilation called Legend, Camper Van Beethoven, Our Beloved Revolutionary Sweetheart, Kate Bush's The Dreaming, Arctic Monkeys, Whatever You Say I Am, That's What I'm Not, The Violent Femmes' debut album, The Cardigans' Life, Erg, A Music War, The Soundtrack, Talking Heads' Stop Making Sense, and Yen Lechman's Life Will See You Now. Nice. So we have, um, we have already explored one album off each of our lists. So I talked nice. about the Yen Lechman's um, uh, album, uh, Life Will See You Now. And you covered Oingo Boingo's Boingo, right? Yeah, I did. I did. Um, by the way, that Yen Lechman stuff, I really, I still, I still remember it. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I dug it. Yeah, lots of fun. Um, so what album do you want to focus on off your list tonight yeah well first i want to start by saying uh you know i picture us being on the stranded on the same island together which means that's 40 albums to listen to except for the (laughs) fact that we both chose it's not making sense so i think one of us needs to pick an extra album um (laughs) so what i decided to talk about tonight were uh, a couple of songs off of well, I wanted to talk about Black Sheriff's album, Black Sheriff 2. Uh, Black mm-hmm. Sheriff is uh, is a rock band out of Cologne, Germany. And these guys are, I don't know that I want to call them a guilty pleasure, because I love loving them. Um, Glenn Clark is uh, the lead singer and the founder of the band, and he's a good friend of mine. Um, but they uh, they kick a lot of ass. There's some great guitar and some great drums and... Uh, I think just some some really cool like fast-paced songs. Um, there's a, a song that they have. The reason I chose these two songs is because they are very different mm-hmm. from each other, and so you you kind of get a feel for how how Black Sheriff uh, you know bounces around a little bit. But uh, let's can we can we play some of that? 
Yeah. Um, before we we do that, I just want to note that that's Black Sheriff with two Fs. So yep. there is another artist called Black Sheriff with one F. Yeah. So so I one of the songs I chose was a tune called Hold It Tight. And uh, it's super fast paced, super energetic. And uh, I used to play it quite a bit on my, my radio show back in music program. Over the years, I have heard you talk about Black Sheriff, but I got to confess, I never heard Black Sheriff until four hours ago when you submitted your <laughs> yeah. songs to me. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I went and listened to it, and this is um, uh, this is just not the kind of music that I care for. So sure. I, I, I mean, if I if I had heard this when I was uh, thirteen. 13 year old boy and really into the scorpions and Def Leppard and, and that stuff, I probably would have loved it, but I just, you know, it's like, um, I, I just have no gauge for this kind of music. So, yeah, um, yeah. The, well, it's, that's totally it's cool. not, not, not really my thing. Now yeah. they are, they're, they're pretty underground. I, I assume. Cause I went on to Spotify and it's like the most popular song at least on spotify i think it had less than two thousand streams yeah um so like i said they they come out of cologne germany which is uh kind of a hub for for music in germany mm -hmm. and um they i mean they're 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 pretty pretty big in a small circle but they're getting bigger as we speak mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i'm uh interested in fact i think i mentioned their their latest album uh roth the boss friedman actually uh, contributed to their latest album. That's right, which, which is pretty exciting. But that's right, um, and they've they've been around for a while, right? Yeah, they have. Well, this is this is their second album. I think they've got three, maybe four albums out by now. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, they're 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 a cool band. Um, I, I I want you to know that when we're stranded on that island and I'm playing Black Sheriff really tight, I'll really really loud and i'm playing hold it tight i'll go on the other side of the island <laughs> just just for you well first of all i'm i'm not on board with this idea that um don't be offended but if i was gonna <laughs> be able to pick who i was stranded on an island with <laughs> uh, you would probably be in my top 10 but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well we got to keep the podcast going man so <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what is the what is the second song of this album you want to? Yeah. So wanna the feature? other song, the other song is one that starts out kind of slow and uh, it's got some sweet guitar in there. Um, it's a tune called "In a Dream," and again, it's, uh, it's good old Glenn Clark on vocals. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know this this song got the most um, it got the most requests of any Black Sheriff song when I was doing Music World Radio. Um, but it's, I think it's a really cool song. I thought I had a 
showed me how to feel. You taught me how to live and showed me how to kill. Kind of comes out of a, a background. I mean, he's uh, he's a rock and metal guy. You know, he loves Kiss. He loves uh, bands like that. He also loves some like crazy stuff, like Steel Panther and Man of War and stuff. You know, um, kind of off the top, over the edge kind of stuff. But at some point, he was working with a country band. I think it was a. I think it was him and another guy that were doing country music. And I think you can kind of hear it a little bit in, you know, in this song in a dream. So, but at any rate, uh, just another one of my Desert Island picks. I'm taking Black Sheriff 2 with me. Well, thanks, Rob. You have expanded my, uh, my music, musical repertoire a little bit. I appreciate that. Whether you like that. it or not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I want to talk about the album um, off of my Desert Island Picks list um, by Of Montreal. So Of Montreal is, is basically this one guy who just works with a lot of different sort of cycling through artists as he goes. Um, his name is Kevin Barnes. Um, he can be a bit much as... As a, a music creator, he's very wild, um, extremely self-indulgent, but comes up with some some really surprising stuff. Credibly pro prolific, has produced a ton of albums, um, and the album Hissing Fauna, Are You the Destroyer, I think he, like, gets the balance exactly right so it's very wild but yet it's not I don't find it off-putting I find it um challenging but also extremely catchy now uh if for anyone who's who's familiar with of Montreal it's probably from the song I believe it's called Antarctica which got uh I think it got Featured in a couple of commercials in the mid-aughts. Uh, you would probably recognize it if you heard it. Not off of this album. I believe it was off the album before this album. Um, and, but this is the album that I I just... It took me a while. I probably had to listen to it about ten times before it totally clicked with me. But it has, you know, since I originally got it and and actually clicked with it, you know, I I listen to it. I don't know, maybe once a month, or maybe once every two months. But it's one that I just continually, pretty predictably come back to. Um, so let's listen to um, the song that, if you're familiar with any song off of this album, 
this is probably it. Um, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to pronounce it correctly because he always has just crazy nonsensical song titles. Uh, but uh, this is called Gonlantic Edit. I am satisfied. expecting but i wasn't expecting that i really dig that um the bass is cool too i i enjoy yeah. it and, and i have to say it's so familiar like i've i've heard it a lot of i don't know if it's you know i don't know if it's a commercial or if it's i don't know where it is but i i hear it from time to time it, it's mm. just very familiar mm -hmm. to me you know i think that um npr likes to likes to dip uh, into of Montreal's catalog yeah. for those little like three second bumpers yeah. before they segments. They do that, right? <laughs> they do that. Yeah. Um, the other song, and this is actually a song that when I guess, when I was a guest on your radio show mm -hmm. um, that we featured, um, it is to me the absolute highlight of this album and my very favorite of Montreal song um, a song called She's a Rejector Just walk up to her and hit her again it's really cool um i listened to some of that song not too long ago or i listened to some of that album i listened to that song not too long ago and i had like this this moment where i was comparing it to other things that i'd listened to um and you know after pulling all these names out of a hat does that sound like bowie does that sound like you know at some point i'm like no it's, it sounds like nobody else this is pretty yeah. cool and unique stuff yeah <laughs> right right which is probably why it's stuck with me for so long yeah yeah Cool. Well, a uh, very quick, uh, abbreviated version of um, uh, Desert Island Picks. Yeah. I uh, yeah. hope 
hope everyone enjoyed that. I, um, I, I really did. And, and let me just say this, Joseph. I'm, I'm going to work on you, man, so that I'm your number one pick to be stranded on a desert island with. It is my goal right now. <laughs> okay, well, I think we need to start thinking about wrapping things up. Um, anyone who's interested in um, getting a list of the albums that we're going to cover for January and February of 1979, stick around to the very end. Um, after the fade out, we will pop back in for a quick list. So I thought it would be fun to go out on um, another song from The Stranglers' most recent album. So have you had a chance to spend any more time? We, we listened to one of the songs off of this album um, during one of the bonus episodes. Right. Uh, the one that Mike Rosen joined us on. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I haven't I haven't gotten to listen to more of it unfortunately I need to. Yeah. And we we had said at some point we were going to maybe like do a little review of it at on some bonus episode. I don't think that's going to happen um just because we got so much coming up. But I have been listening to it more and I now feel very confident in saying um it is my favorite post uh Hugh Cornwell stranglers album like by a country mile um and there are a couple of you know original lineup strangler albums that i prefer this to like 10 is the obvious one um i would i would definitely rather you know reach for this album than um 10 and it's pretty darn good so um i i don't think we're probably going to talk about it again but i i do want to feature one more song off of it to maybe entice people to go check it out because it has as i said before it is better than it has any right to be so um yeah so we are going to go out on a track from um the most recent stranglers album called dark matters um, this is a song called um, White Stallion. So, Rob, thank you for yeah. um, for chatting with me today. And in less than a month, season three will officially start yeah, with cool. uh, January and February of 1979. Yeah, well, thank you. The pleasure was mine. And uh, look forward to that next season. Okay, everybody, we'll talk to you very, very moderately soon. See ya. The white stallion's rule is over. The pain is all in the past. We'll walk hand in hand together now. Now no questions asked. Now no questions asked. Coming up in January and February, we have Generation X with Valley of the Dolls, Crafts with Stations of the Crafts, Elvis Costello and the Attractions with Armed Forces, Skids with Scared to Dance, Split Ends with Frenzy, 
stiff little fingers with inflammable material. Lene Lovich with Flex. Mekons with the quality of Mercy is not strunk. And Bill Nelson's Red Noise um, with Sound on Sound. <laughs>